This is Carte Blanche, the podcast. Find it now wherever you access your favorite podcasts. Today's story covers adult themes and may not be suitable for children. They're often a life-saving intervention for women diagnosed with cancer of the ovaries or uterus and are advised as a treatment for a range of other diseases and conditions. But the physical and psychological impacts of hysterectomies are significant. Alarmingly, it's been established that hysterectomies may not have been necessary for around 25% of the women who go through them. And even those who had no other choice are often left to deal with the impacts on their own. Here's Erin Bates. The womb, the starting point of life for all of us. But if the womb is removed in a surgical procedure called a hysterectomy, the consequences can be devastating. So why is it the second most common surgery for women following caesareans? Hysterectomies can be vital interventions where medical emergencies call for them. But shockingly, sometimes they're done unnecessarily. So when is it essential and when can you ask your doctor for alternative treatments? When a woman has abnormal bleeding, uterine prolapse, fibroids or cancer, doctors most often recommend a hysterectomy. But research now suggests that as many as one in five may be unnecessary. When the surgery goes even further, removing the uterus, cervix, part of the vagina, that's a radical hysterectomy. For Milani Favut, it was the only option offered when a routine gynecologist visit revealed an ovarian tumor. She had no symptoms and no idea that her life was about to change dramatically. It felt like, you know, my world just froze. Oh, originally, I was told there's 70 to 80% chance that it would be cancer. It was only after surgery that she discovered her tumor had in fact been benign. The doctor had asked permission to show, to take photographs of what they took out and showed it to me, you know, and I looked at it a few nights after the operation. And it really upset me, you know, to see it, to see my uterus, my cervix, my ovaries, and on the one side, this huge growth. But to think that that was, you know, where my children were conceived in, grew in, and then were later born. Milani was not prepared for the difficult recovery process, and she found there was little support available. So painful, so painful. Um, I've had many sort of medical things done, and I've had two cesareans. Nothing can compare to the incredible invasion and the pain that you experience. Like most women, Milani was told she'd recover in four to six weeks. But that turned into a grueling six-month ordeal and an emotional roller coaster. So in that mix of emotions, where does anger and rage fit in? The surgeon said to me in hospital that one of the side effects of a radical hysterectomy can be a complete loss of libido. And I, 
flew into him and said, yes, you know, if this was a man, if I was a man, you'd never say that so glibly. But the real fury and anger which came, came about a few weeks later when I just, I was still struggling to heal and I suddenly thought about all these women who are abandoned by post-hysterectomies and, you know, in, in terms of support from the medical professions and have to suffer on their own. But I suddenly realized it wasn't just anger, it was red-hot rage. Um, and it led me then to do a lot of research. Milani came to the disturbing conclusion that when it comes to cancer in women, far less research money goes to those that affect older women. In other words, removing the womb is easier than finding better ways of diagnosing cancer. I think there is still subconsciously an attitude in society that once women have done their childbearing in society, they've done what they meant to and they become less important and less visible. Because your main role to society is in fact, you know, to have the babies and that's done now. And I think that definitely plays a role in hysterectomies. Milani, a lifelong advocate for justice, now raises her voice to spread awareness about the potential harm of this procedure. Gynecologist Dr. Stephanie Hintz says there is sometimes only one way to diagnose ovarian cancer, and that's doing a hysterectomy and removing the ovaries. But that also means you're overtreated sometimes. 30 to 40% of hysterectomies are done for fibroids and menorrhagia, which is heavy periods. Now, there are plenty other options. So, if surgery to remove the uterus can be avoided, it should be. When would you say a hysterectomy is either reckless or simply unnecessary? Yeah, it's relatively simple. If there are other valid, equally effective alternatives, you shouldn't operate. There are no statistics in South Africa on the rate of women sent for hysterectomies. In the United States, one in four will have one before the age of 55. An absolute necessity is um, really only given in two particular instances. You must remember that most hysterectomies are done for quality of life, okay? And quality of life is the definition of the patient. It's not the definition of the doctor. So if you are inefficient and severely anemic, then it's just a medical problem. So the absolute sort of necessities are life-saving surgeries. But even where a hysterectomy is still called for, the toll taken can be severe and unexpected. Menopause, the natural process in which a woman's menstrual cycle ends and fertility declines, generally starts between the ages of 45 and 55, and sometimes takes years. But removing the ovaries immediately triggers menopause. Now, surgical menopause ain't nice because you're basically dropping your hormone levels to zero in 24 hours. Uh, and it's a process which otherwise is stretched out over years and years. That's what happened to Jean Fancel, diagnosed with cervical cancer, who underwent a radical hysterectomy that triggered menopause at the age of 43. Six months ago, I was perfectly fine and healthy, and then suddenly this came out of the blue, and I really battled with it. I'm really battling with it at the moment. I'm really battling with feeling older than I should. It also meant her dream of having a child was shattered. 
I've always wanted to have children, and that was just such a big, okay, it's really not going to happen. But you know, it's your, your, your womanhood, you know, I wanted to cling to that a little bit longer before I let it go. With hot flushes, cold sweats, and depression, surgically triggered menopause intensified her grief. First I was scared I was going to die, and then I was scared I wasn't going to die, because I just didn't want to go on anymore. Teacher and mother Vernie Isaac's radical hysterectomy in April to treat an enlarged uterus and growths called fibroids also triggered menopause. There was no way I could drive. There was no way I could raise my hand to write on a board. And in terms of the consequences of the surgery, were you adequately prepared? I had no idea going into this operation what my life or what I'm going to have to deal with after this operation. I had these hot flashes and uh, I was literally shivering, you know. My emotions were just all over the place. And she too experienced an intense feeling of loss. I'm 52 years old. I'm not going to have more children, but these are the very systems and organs that gave me the joy and the happiness of my life. Where possible, Dr. Hintz advocates for less invasive techniques, like keyhole surgery with shorter recovery times, when that's an option. And when it's not, Milani believes doctors must prepare women for the emotional and physical toll of a hysterectomy. She has become a source of emotional support to Verney and many other women. It's cruel. It's incredibly cruel. And it's in, in many ways, I think if doctors don't help women and often don't even prepare them for how bad it's going to be, it's one of the things that really, really needs to stop. Make sure that you, for example, see your test results. Do not let doctors fob you off. Make sure that you feel empowered and strong when you go into your, into your medical journey. It's a surgical procedure that is life-altering for millions of women diagnosed with cancer and other conditions. But are hysterectomies always necessary? We'd love to hear what you think, so join the online conversation using hashtag carte blanche. That's another episode of Carte Blanche, the podcast done and dusted. Remember to follow and subscribe to our show on Spotify and all other major podcasting platforms. Have something to say? Join the conversation using hashtag carte blanche on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. We love hearing from you. Oh,